right, good morning. We are going to get started. <clears throat> it is, excuse me, it is 5.30 in the morning on Sunday, November 1st. We had a good night last night. Did not too much Halloween stuff. Handed out some candy. Got a little garage work done. Kept it pretty low key, but that's all right. Um... As usual, hey, I want to start today off by just saying thanks again to all the listeners. Really appreciate you all. Appreciate the le- the, the the feedback. Appreciate you uh, spreading the word about the podcast. I had a couple of friends hit me up, uh, letting me know a that they like the content, but then b also that they were, you know, sharing it with their friends and whatnot, and that really uh, gave me a good good sense of validation, good sense that there's something something that people are finding value in which is what this is all about. So I really appreciate that. And I thank you all for the support. So today, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we want to talk about, I want to talk about mindset. And specifically, I want to talk about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Uh, And then maybe even get into a little bit about resiliency, a little bit about grit, a little bit about fucking rowing harder right um so mindset when we talk about mindset what 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 does that mean basically you know mindset it's like how you view the world right it's those uh those beliefs we have uh surrounding sort of intellect effort struggle um what it takes to succeed whether we can succeed doubt you know, all of those sorts of things, your worldview, right? This is mindset. Now, some people have a fixed mindset, meaning that they believe that whatever skills, talents, abilities they have are just you're born with it, that's it, end of story, go home. Other people have or have developed what's called a growth mindset. And this is the idea that those talents, those abilities, um, those attributes, whatever, can be improved upon and can be learned. And you can learn new things. And success and failure are not predetermined but rather are determined by the level of effort you're willing to put in to achieve that goal and so i've been i've been doing a lot of reading on this lately um this last week i read a couple of books Uh, i read uh dr carol dweck's book which is called mindset uh, I believe it's Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, I believe is the full title of it. And then I also read uh, Simon Sinek's new book. And by read, I, I, that's a bit of a misnomer for those of you that know me. You know, I kind of consume all my stuff through Audible, so that makes it easy, right? I kind of am able to listen to it while I'm doing something else. It's still taking in the lesson, but I've actually listened to these ones a couple of times this week just because it was so powerful and kind of caused me a little bit of cognitive dissonance um, based on last week's podcast and trying to figure out how we uh, how we kind of uh, converge the two ideas of both hey using your strengths and not you know focusing so much on your weaknesses uh, versus working hard to improve something you're not good at so that you can learn a new skill. And I'll get into why that can and does work. Uh, Anyway, so the other book that I read was, or listened to was Simon Sinek's uh, Infinite Game. Uh, And this is, this was, this was a pretty good one. It's pretty eye-opening. I mean, it's a, it's a business book, right? It's a leadership book, um, which is rad because it uh, also kind of gave a lot of insight into the way that corporate leadership works and the way that certain economic um, 
economic principles work and where they're founded in and sort of where they're flawed. And basically it comes down to like, you know, our current economic system and the, the teachings of like, uh, what's his name? Milton Filmer, I believe Milton Filber, um, you know, kind of takes the humanity out of it. And the rule, the, the set rule being that like, you know, the only responsibility that a company has is to make money and operate within the current ethical climate, which is an interesting thing, ethical climate, rather than just saying ethics, because it sort of implies that you can do dubious things and underhanded things so long as that's the norm, that makes it okay, uh, even though, you know, clearly it, it might not be. Anyway, so that work uh, was based on another book that I did read called Finite and Infinite Games that was uh, written by a gentleman by the name of James Carse. Um, he basically like this is way more philosophical type stuff but the idea here is that things like when we say like infinite game right we're talking about stuff like life we're talking about stuff like the concept of business we're talking about the concept of um learning you know education these sorts of things the idea here is that you know you don't just nobody wins at learning right you don't i mean sure you can graduate and get a degree and do all those sorts of things but learning itself isn't a winnable thing it's it's not a finite game the way that like soccer or football or baseball or a sports game is um where you know you have a beginning middle end you have finite players is a finite game at the end of this predetermined set of time we decide who wins and everybody goes home things like learning continue on things like business continue on where you know oh i'm number one in my in my sector okay cool what does that actually mean you know it doesn't you didn't win business like business continues when you leave it's still there the company hopefully is still there and so that's why it's an infinite game right so when you come at problems like this where you know if you have a growth mindset in that idea then instead of simply worrying about next quarter's profits or um, you know how many units I'm pushing this this month or whatever it might be uh, you're actually more worried about longevity and more worried about the concepts behind it. So one of the examples that was given was, <clears throat> excuse me, was um, things like uh, like Blockbuster, right? So Blockbuster failed. Hollywood Video failed. Why did they fail? Because they didn't adapt. They uh, Netflix came around, totally disrupt the system, totally disrupt the... Uh, the the uh, the market and they failed to adapt because instead of being conveyors of great film conveyors of stories conveyors of whatever they thought they were just renting videotapes and so they were worried about you know how many videos how many you know because back then obviously and, and until dvds came out or whatever it was like how many vhs's did we sell this month or sell or rent out this month how you know how many movies did we rent as opposed to we're a business that brings film and brings stories to people so that when things like a netflix come around they could have been able to adapt but they weren't uh, another example that's given is a lot of newspapers right when the advent of the internet came about a lot of newspapers went under and that's because they had a more finite uh, stance on what it was they were doing, right? They didn't understand that they were simply bringing, um, you know, bringing stories and bringing news to people. Rather, they were in the business of selling newspapers. And so uh, that also caused them to have this fixed, rigid mindset 
uh, as opposed to a growth mindset, which maybe would have enabled them to adapt. So even a lot of the ones that did adapt and create an online platform, it looked exactly like their, you know, hard copy paper platform. And it just, it wasn't a good user experience. It wasn't interesting to people. And ultimately, most of them failed. So anyway, um, getting back to fixed versus growth mindset. When we talk about fixed versus growth mindset, certainly in the terms of, you know, personal success, right? Let's, let's keep it at the individual for, for just a second. When we talk about fixed versus growth mindset as it relates to my personal success or a person's personal success, um, a lot of this has to do with the idea that I am a fixed mindset person is basically going to feel like, hey, I'm already good at something or I'm not. And so I'm going to operate that way. So, um, you know, I think that I can, I don't know, pick up a new, a new talent, a new sport, a new hobby, whatever it might be. And through hard work, if I have a growth mindset through hard work, I'll get better at that. With a fixed mindset, however, uh, we talk about, we joke about this at work sometimes, I think it's probably one of the best ways to kind of encapsulate it. It's like the fixed mindset. If you go try something new and you're not immediately good at it, you're just going to give up. Right. You're just going to be like, uh, I'm not good at this. I can't do it. I'm out. And it's like, if you think about that, like how, how are you ever going to get good at anything? There are very, very few things in life. Even if you have, a natural affinity for it, even if you have a knack for it, um, that you are actually good at in life. I mean, you look at look at babies, right? This is probably the greatest example of growth mindset. Babies, they don't give a shit about failing, right? They get up, they try to walk, they fall down, they're like, cool, they get up, they go again. And then eventually... They're running, they're walking, they're jumping, they're climbing, they're doing all these things, right? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, but that's just natural. Well, no. It is it is in the sense of, like, as a species, we're bipedal, and this is the eventuality, sure. But it's not that it's... We're not like, you know, deer or horses or whatever that just, like, come out of the womb and are just, like, galloping away, Right, we're not an antelope that just like I'm born this second, the very next second I'm off to the races. That's natural. Humans, well, a you know we're how we survived as a species. Thank God we got these big old brains because we do not have many physical talents, right? Uh, but when you look at again, when you look at babies, right, they they'll walk. They'll stumble, they'll try to stand up, you know, they crawl before they walk, they kind of scoot around, and then eventually they'll try to stand up, it doesn't work, they're weebly, they're wobbly, they fall down, they take a couple of steps, one step, two step, take a tumble, get back up. And they continue to do this until finally they're able to walk, and they're able to get around of their own, of, under their own power. That is growth mindset. That is the idea that I'm okay with failing, but I also know that I have to work. I have to row harder. I got to put the work in or this thing that I want to do is not going to happen. If we come at stuff with, uh, with that fixed mindset, we are doomed to failure because we don't believe that we can get better at something. We don't believe that if I work harder at a thing, I can get better at it. We think either I'm, I'm naturally good at it and that's the end of it, or I'm not and that's the end of it. 
and that's trash. That's a trash way of thinking, in my personal opinion. Now, I mean, there's plenty of people that have been successful in life that have a fixed mindset and you know it is what it is but that also generally speaking those people um, suffer in their relationships so in this book uh, by Dr. Dweck uh, she uses a a number of of, uh, examples but two that she uses to illustrate fixed versus growth mindset um, as far as people that have been successful are uh, John McEnroe, the great tennis player for a fixed mindset, and Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player to ever live um, for a growth mindset as far as people that were successful. And so what she, what she showed us was that John McEnroe, when, once he was successful, he was also a dick about it. And so when failure happened, right, when he didn't beat uh, an opponent in whatever championship game, he would make all kinds of excuses as to why he didn't win. And if you look at the body of work of excuses this man has come up with, it's contradictory and it paints this picture of a person that basically just doesn't take any responsibility for their own failures. It's everything from... I overtrained, I undertrained. Uh, I was too I was overweight, I was underweight. Someone was talking. Um, to even like so he had a he had a a match where he blamed his failure on the fact that the other opponent uh, was in love and he was not. And like I mean are you <laughs> Grasping at straws doesn't even come close to how ridiculous that claim is. Oh, this person's in love and I'm not, and that's why I failed. Like, get out of here, bro. No, you failed because he beat you. It's okay. Go back, train harder, figure it out, work on, you know, work on some of the strengths you have, work on the backswing, whatever it might be, figure out where it was you went wrong get better, come back, win next time. But this idea that like, oh, he's in love, I'm not, I I overtrained, I undertrained, the sun was in my eyes, it was too shady, people were talking, it was too quiet. Like literally everything you could think of, this man used as an excuse to explain away why he didn't win a particular match, this one or that one. And that's just, that right there is where that fixed mindset comes in and why even though hey johnny mac for a a bunch of years was the number one tennis player for like you know four or five years i think he was supposedly the number one tennis player during that time and like cool hey man you made it but everyone around you thinks you're an asshole and so it's like you know is it worth it the other part was um, whenever, I guess, like he would, you know, be invited to dinners or whatever. So there was this one, this one episode where he was invited to something, some gala, some get together, whatever it was. And he got smash faced, right? Like Johnny Mac was known to, to put the drinks away. So he got super smash faced and this was in Japan and he ended up retching on like the hostess um and i mean this is you know high society you know whatever high class whatever that means people a lot of money this that and the other and this dude's out there just shit-faced and ends up puking on the hostess well he um I guess like they met up the next day somehow or like he had a match or whatever. They were, they were in the same area and that woman for whatever reason, maybe it's a cultural thing. She actually came up to him, apologized, (laughs) apologized for being puked on and gave him a present. And in reaction to this, because of his, you know, fixed mindset and just thinking things are the way they are and that's it the gracelessness with which he accepted this gift and this apology 
is embarrassing. Basically, he was just like, yep, that happened. Like, cool. Like, it was expected that she would come and apologize because he's Johnny Mac. He's number one in the world. People should grovel at my feet. So, take that. Contrast that with a growth mindset from the great Michael Jordan. So, when he uh, he retired... Right, he retired a couple times, but the first time he retired, he came back and he played what for the Wizards, if I'm not mistaken. Well, um, when he came back, there was like this cultish response that was like, Oh my god, here comes the second coming! You know, it was like he's a, he's a living god on earth kind of reaction. And to this reaction, Michael Jordan was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he's on record saying, like, he was completely taken aback, overwhelmed. He's like, I am just a guy that plays basketball, right? Like, this this is too much. This is, like, the reaction to him coming back and being this, like, you know, oh, the god of basketball is going to come grace us with his presence again on the courts, he was like, I just, I like the game of basketball. I play it. Um, I'm just this guy that plays basketball, man. Everyone needs to calm down, right? Um, but it was that humility. And then also coming up. So if you guys don't know this about Michael Jordan, he was cut from his high school varsity team. And not only was he cut from his high school varsity team, he also was rejected by the first two schools that he applied to. And this is how he ended up at North Carolina. Um, but in those failures, right, did he quit? Clearly not. Clearly not. He went on to have, you know, the most storied career of all time, six championships, innumerable MVPs, blah, 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 right? Uh, he went on to become Michael Jordan instead of just Michael Jordan. And he did this because he recognized those failures. And instead of being daunted by them, instead of being put down by them and downtrodden about the fact that he got cut and the fact that he didn't get into those first two schools and whatnot, he went and worked harder. He'd spend hours before school working on his jumper, working on this, that, and the other, right? And as well as in the evening, he would spend hours working, putting in the work, put in work. If you want to succeed, you have to put in the work. And the way that you put in this work and stay positive about it is by having this growth mindset, right? So having this thought, this idea that I can get better, I can improve. Yes, this is challenging. Yes, this is going to take some tenacity. Yes, this is going to take some stick but I can do this. I can get better at this, whatever it is, whether it's basketball, whether it's chess, whether it's woodworking, whether it's math, whatever it might be, a growth mindset will lead you to the belief that you can do this. But it's not just a matter of like, hey, I showed up, I tried, it didn't work out, next thing. You showed up, you tried, it didn't work out, cool. What went wrong? Why didn't this work out? How do we improve? How do we get better? Analyze it, look at it. Is it that my form was bad? Is it that I forgot to carry the one? Is it that I just I was distracted this whole time and so I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing? Whatever it is right? I'm looking at this thing. I know in my heart that yes, it is challenging, but yes, I can do it. And if you have that belief and if you have that mindset about life in general, yes, I can improve. And you reframe things from being a threat to my ego, right? This is another part of having a fixed mindset. It's basically failure is a threat to your ego. Failure becomes a threat to your ego. It's not about improving anymore. It's about sustaining what I've accomplished already and resting on my laurels. And any challenge, any new challenge that comes up, all that that is going to do 
is potentially bring into question my greatness as opposed to leveling me up. So we have to ask ourselves, do we want to level up or do we want to just stay where we are? Do we want to improve in all facets of our life? Do we want to improve our relationships? Do we want to improve our skills? Do we want to improve our financial well-being? Do we want to set out and achieve goals that we've set? Big, lofty, what do they call them? B-hags, the big, hairy, audacious goal, right? Because if we do, and if we want to succeed and continue to succeed in the infinite game, that is the infinite game of life, the infinite game of uh, our well-being, right? When we start having a generational mindset whereby... The success that I garner in this life, yes, it improves my life right now and it gives me a sense of self-actualization, but if I have a generational mindset and I have a growth mindset and I'm looking at it as an infinite game, then what I'm actually doing is I'm creating success and I'm laying the foundwork for my kids, for my kids' kids, for the neighborhood, for the community that's going to sustain when I'm gone. And my contribution to that helps that sustain. My contribution to that helps my family have generational wealth. My contribution to that builds the legacy that is whatever it is for me. Man, Grant Fairman, he was this good dude. He set up this thing. Now we have this community center downstairs or, or you know, whatever down the way. He used to do this podcast and it really... You know, it spoke to me and allowed me to go on and do great things. And now my kids and my kids' kids, the the neighborhood uh, has a has a neighborhood garden that's going to continue on for generations. Man, that that local that neighborhood garden's been there forever. Who started that thing? That's a growth mindset, right? You start something, not so much that you just immediately gain the benefit, but you have the idea about it that. People and entities, organizations well beyond you will continue to benefit from your efforts. And those efforts came, hey, you had to work for it, right? These are not things that come easy. But it's also about how you look at challenges, right? So there's this idea that when it comes to challenges and whether you have a fixed or growth mindset, you can look at it a couple of ways. Right? You can look at challenges as threats or you can look at them as opportunities. And generally speaking, if you look at something as a threat, your response to it's going to be very rigid. Right, It's going to be internally focused and very rigid. And when you come at it with a, with a fixed mindset, whatever the challenge, whatever the problem is, I can't seem to land this jumper. I can't seem to figure out calculus. I can't seem to get that weight up. Whatever it is. Um, if you come at it with this fixed mindset, you're going to look at it from a very rigid stance. And that rigid stance is potentially going to be that I just can't do it. And if you have this idea that you just can't do it, that you have no capacity to learn how to do it, then you're never going to. And you're going to continue to fail. And you're going to continue to sit and wallow in your own pity. And then that becomes this internal focus where you could potentially lead down this, I'm a failure at everything, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's a bit of a logical fallacy, like the slippery, slippery slope logical fallacy. But I don't think it's untrue. And so the other way, though, that you could look at it from a growth mindset is looking at opportunity, right? Challenges are opportunity. Challenges are opportunity for growth, for learning, for accomplishing something at the very least and most self-centered for me to prove to myself that I can do this. And when you start doing that on a regular basis, you start having those successes through some hard work right through a little blood sweat and tears and you and you do prove to yourself that you can do it well now all of a sudden the world opens up i did that thing i sure did 
and it took some it took some work but that's okay it just means the next challenge that comes up i can do that too and i already know from the outset that it's going to take some work and that's okay too just because somebody else might have a talent at a thing that something might come naturally for them and it doesn't come naturally for you we're talking about talents skills it doesn't mean that you can't do it and you can't get to a level that is competitive on that professional stage but it's going to take more work for you potentially than somebody else talent's only going to take you so far though and this is where a little bit of this cognitive dissonance that i have in thinking about last week's talk where um, we kind of focused on utilizing and leveraging our strengths as opposed to our weaknesses in order to succeed right and some of the stuff that i read and even that as i was understanding it um and i still and i think it's true but when we talk about strengths again we're not talking about talent we're not talking about skills or ability we're talking about strengths and so this is where it was you know hey if if you're coming at a problem set from a place of weakness internal weakness um, and that's the only thing that you're going to focus on then the best that you could hope for is to get back to baseline Right. And this this is more of like the psychological realm where we talk about people with um, and the focus of the field of psychology in general, where it's, you know, taking someone that has that is suffering, maybe depression, anxiety, whatever it might be, um, and taking them from the negative five to zero. Right. Like that was the goal of psychology. And because that was focusing on what's wrong. And so the best they're going to hope for is to get back to zero right um, as opposed to focusing on what's right and going from zero plus one plus two two plus five to infinity and i still think that holds true and the reason for that is that just because you're not good at something and that's talking about the positive psychology um, focusing on strengths is talking about internal strengths talking about character strengths right talking about uh, mental strengths the will to overcome, um, the love of learning, the sense of community that you might have, uh, the relationship building, right? These sorts of things that um, are strengths. And everybody, you know, if, if you went and you took that VIA survey, the values and action survey that I mentioned in, in the last talk, it breaks it down into 24 strengths that everybody the idea there is that everybody has all of those strengths it's just the level to which we apply them in our day-to-day -day. and so those top five become sort of like your inherent um, strengths like the ones that are in that time are more authentically you and the bottom strengths are ones that uh, like the bottom five would be the ones that you don't necessarily rely on very often like once in a blue moon you might pull on this strength whatever it is at the bottom for you but they're all there right and so those are character strengths though what we're talking about today are skills or talents um and so you know it's that thing of like can i build a talent the answer is yes can i build a skill the answer is yes. When we say people have a talent for it, we generally think that, oh, they're just naturally gifted. They came out of the womb, you know, Beethoven came out of the womb making all these, you know, great masterpieces. Like, no, that's not how it works. Um, he put in his 10,000 hours, right? Whoever, anyone that you see that's good or great at something that's truly good or great at something they have put in their 10,000 hours what do I mean by that I mean that they have put in the work that enables them to be good like that to know where to place their hand where to do the thing 
All right, we had to pause and had to go take care of little man for a second there. You know, I'm just doing this in my basement. So we were talking about needing to put in those those 10,000 hours, right? So anyone that's good at anything, they didn't just start out good, right? We covered that. They put in that work. They put in the hours of work that go into it, right? Same thing with, you know, if it's uh, you're trying to get into shape, right? People think you just go from being this big, fat, sloppy bastard to now I got a six-pack and we're good to go like 30 days later. Like, no. It took you however many years it took you to get into that that out of shape you know position you are in life and it's going to take you a while to get back into shape right it's going to take you a while you're not going to go from you know running a 20 minute mile to running a four minute mile in 30 days like that's just not how that works it takes work it takes effort it takes grit it takes some resilience right Things are going to hurt. Things are going to be uncomfortable. You're going to deal with failure. And how you face that failure and how you face that uncomfortableness is going to determine whether or not you're successful in your goal. It's going to determine whether you continue to persevere or you just give up. Right? When we talk about grit, what do we talk about? What are we saying? Um, there's a lady, Angela Duckworth. Um, I'm not sure if she's, yes, she was a PhD candidate. She gave a TED Talk. Um, I'm sure she's a doctor by now, but she gave this TED Talk um, having to deal, dealing with grit. And she said, grit is the tendencies to sustain interest and effort toward very long-term goals. And when we say very long-term goals, what are we talking about? We're talking about things that are going to take years, right? They're going to take years, maybe decades. This might be your life's work. Maybe you want to become an ultra marathoner. Maybe you want to um, get a PhD, right? That's a long-term goal. If anybody that's if you don't even have an associate's yet, and you want to get a PhD. There's there's some there's some there's some work ahead of you. There's a journey ahead of you. You can absolutely do that, but it's going to take grit to stay with it. It's going to take that tenacity to overcome the challenges that you are going to inevitably face. And the question is whether or not you have that. Are you a person that gives up? Do you have a fixed mindset? Are you a person that looks at a challenge and just says, "Hey, I can't do this." I wasn't born to do this. I wasn't born talented in this arena. Or are you a person that looks at a challenge and he says, yeah, that's that's tough, but we can get through this. Let's figure it out. Let's get to work. Roll the sleeves up. Put your thinking caps on. Get to work. All right. Do you have that intense passion for that particular goal? You know, to to really get after it, to figure out how to get it done or do you just have this thought that like well you know I, I can look up some stuff and give a cursory glance but if I'm not good at it right away then it's probably not for me I mean we can all of us anybody right you have to put the work in we can look up information all day long you can you can look up information all day long but without the work it's not going to happen look if access to information was the key to success we'd all have six packs and be billionaires the reality though is that information alone doesn't get us there we have to work you have to put that work in go ahead go study please study learn all you can about whatever skill you're trying to improve whatever task you're trying to do whatever goal it is you're trying to accomplish. But if you don't put in the work, then that is not going to improve. Your goal is not going to be achieved. That skill is not going to improve based on just information alone. So we have to put that work in. That's just, that's how life is. That's how life works, right? Row harder. Sometimes you just have to row harder. 
Sure, you could look up information on the right technique. You can look up information on, uh, you know, tips, tips and tricks of the trade. But until you actually put in effort to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to do, it's not going to get done. Nobody's just going to do it for you simply because you went and looked up a couple of videos online or read a couple of books or whatever it is. You have to work. We all have to work harder. And that's where the growth mindset comes in. Growth mindset helps you to believe that through that work and through that effort, through that uh, analyzing whatever it is, all right, all those all those things combined that you can accomplish that task and you can improve that skill and you can do whatever it is you set out to do. And that's the power of the growth mindset. It's why it's such a powerful thing, such a powerful tool. And beyond simply just trying to you know, be the best in whatever field it is you're, you're trying to be the best in or whatever endeavor you're taking on, having that growth mindset can simply just improve your life, right? You can start pursuing goals, pursuing other interests, pursuing other hobbies, new hobbies, goals, interests, <clears throat> excuse me, in an effort simply just to improve the quality of your life. Hey, I've always wanted to play the guitar. Hey, I've always wanted to kind of get into crafting or I've wanted to learn how to reframe a house, like whatever it is, right? If you have a growth mindset and you have the belief that you can do those things and you have the knowledge that goes along with it, that you're going to have to do the work and you've accepted that and you're okay with that, then there's no reason why you can't learn how to play the guitar. There's no reason why you can't learn how to reframe a house or get better at chess or whatever it might be. But if you have this fixed mindset, then what's going to happen is you're going to stop yourself before you start. Because, yeah, I could probably do that. But in the subconscious of your mind, you're not going to because you're afraid that you might fail. And then that would be a crushing blow to your ego. And you're afraid that if I set out to do this and I'm not instantly good at it or I don't improve very quickly, then other people are going to see that and other people are going to think that I'm a failure. <clears throat> the, the crazy thing about fixed versus growth mindset is that people generally with the growth mindset have a much more realistic view of their current capabilities, right? So this idea, the, the idea here is that when you have a growth mindset and you believe that you can learn to do something, you truly believe that and you also understand that it's going to take work. Generally speaking, your uh, assessment of your current abilities is going to be far more accurate than people with a fixed mindset. And it's because they've led themselves to believe that they are already the best at everything. They've already peaked. And so because they've peaked in this one area or just generally that's how they view themselves, they also overestimate their abilities and capabilities in most other areas of their life. And then when challenged, you hear things like, ah, well, that's stupid. I'm not really into it anyway. Or why would I even do that? That's dumb. Or uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go do this thing over here that I know I'm already good at. It's crazy. There was a study that was done that involved children uh, putting together puzzles, right? And what was found was that kids, even at the, at the early ages, you know, four, five, six, like young kids, young kids have already developed a growth or a fixed mindset. And these are things that can change over time. So it's not like they're doomed forever or either way, right? But what was shown was that Children with the growth mindset, when presented with a puzzle, 
Um, and they started with easy ones, cool, got it, and they got progressively harder. And children with the growth mindset, as the puzzles got progressively harder, they would get excited about it. Oh man, this is challenging. I didn't think this was going to be so challenging. And then when asked, hey, do you want to go on to another another puzzle, a harder puzzle? The children with the growth mindset would be would say yes. Bring on the next challenge. Let's do this. Let's see if I can get this done. Let's see how far I can go with this. And this is starkly contrasted with children that were shown to have the fixed mindset whereby they would hit a level um, that they got the puzzle done and then the teacher would ask or the, the, the researcher would then ask, hey, we've got this harder, this next puzzle. It's a little bit harder. Do you want to do it? No pressure, no nothing like that. Just simple question. Next puzzle, going to be a little bit harder. Do you want to do it? And the children with the fixed mindset would say no. And they would stay with the one, the easy money, the one that they knew they could do. And they're not challenging themselves. And so you can see, even in children, right? And this obviously goes exponentially as, as we get older and go on into adulthood, that the people with the fixed mindset stymie their own growth because they see a thing that they've done, whatever it is, it's a puzzle, it's a, uh, you know, a, a craft project that they've done, a, a certain level of competitiveness, you know, I don't want to move from AAA to professional ball, you know, whatever it is. They stay where they're at because it's easy money and they know that they can continue to look good because of whatever praise they've received from reaching that level. But there's an idea that if they go on to the next level, if they try to level up and they don't immediately succeed in that, then that's going to label them as a failure and that's going to be a blow to the ego and that's going to prevent them from holding those same accolades and that same status as opposed to looking at that next challenge as an opportunity for growth, right? They look at the next challenge as a threat to their status. And this is a key difference. And this is a way in which if we look at opportunities, going back to the threat versus opportunity thing, if we look at opportunities or challenges as opportunities, then we can continue to grow and we can continue to better ourselves and then our status becomes a byproduct of that growth. The status, the accolades, the, the money, whatever it is, that comes from that growth, that comes from that success, from challenging ourselves and leveling up through those challenges, everything else becomes a byproduct, an inevitability that happens as a result. So not only do we get the boost of, of you know, the, the dopamine hit of getting over a hurdle, of succeeding in the face of challenge, that self-actualization that comes from it, but the byproducts of success and accolades and status and money and all that, they're going to come along with it. They're just in tow. But because you're focused on challenging yourself and bettering yourself, your sense of self-actualization is going to be that much greater. Your sense of fulfillment in life is going to be that much greater. So I'm going to go back to the thing I started to talk about where the other aspect that kind of goes on unsaid is that when we if we have this growth mindset and through growth mindset we can take on new challenges and we can take on we can pursue new interests and through that we can build a life that's more fulfilling right it doesn't mean that we're going to be amazing at these new interests these whether it's playing guitar or pursuing a hobby or whatever it is but what it does mean is that we get the enjoyment out of doing that. And we get the enjoyment from doing it from a place of growth as opposed to never setting out and then never having that fulfillment, never having that enjoyment because we're too worried about our egos. We're too worried about the status hit that it might take. We're too worried about uh, our own self-inflicted wound of, perceiving, of being perceived as a failure 
because we weren't immediately good. We picked up a guitar, we fumbled around, we couldn't hit a chord. So I'm going to just put it down and never pick it up again. Or I sat down at a set of drums and I was totally uncoordinated. So, nope, this isn't for me. Or I went out and played, tried to play a pickup game of whatever it is, uh, but I only scored two points or I didn't make the catch or whatever. I took a class. I struggled at first, so I just dropped it. I wasn't getting it. Instead of coming at any of those challenges, any of those interests, hobbies, pursuits, from a place of growth, from a place of acceptance of hard work, from a place of accepting that this is a thing that I'm interested in and I know it's going to be challenging and that's actually exactly why I put it I put it in front of me. Right? The moonshot. John F. Kennedy. Why did we go to the moon? Because it's hard. Because it's going to benefit everybody if we do this. And we do this because it's hard. Because it's worth it. It's worth it to us as a country. It's worth it to all of humanity. And if we don't do it, who else is going to? Possibly no one because it's difficult. That is a growth mindset. And then look, we, we landed on the moon. To all you conspiracy theorists out there, yes, we landed on the moon. All right. It wasn't some, some made-up Hollywood basement thing, right? Um, but we did that. We did that as a country, and we were driven to do that because it was difficult but and because it was worth it and because it was something that vastly interested us and through that we attained fulfillment we attained self-actualization and this is going to be any challenge you take on in life you're going to lead an interesting life a much more interesting life if you take on challenges simply for the fact of taking them on and you don't shy away from them use that as a platform to launch yourself into greatness, to launch yourself into superstardom, right? I'm going to work hard. I'm going to row harder. I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to get over being daunted, being embarrassed by failure. I'm not going to be embarrassed by the fact that I wasn't immediately good at this. I understand this is my first time doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it some more, and eventually I'm going to be good at it. I'm going to put in my 10,000 hours if it's something that I'm truly, truly passionate about. I'm going to have that grit. I'm going to have that tenacity to keep on through the long haul. I'm going to get over myself. I'm going to push forward. And I'm going to do this thing because I want to do it. And Because if I don't do it, then that is when I have failed. When I've given up on myself before I even tried because I don't want to take the ego hit. I don't want to take the blow to the ego that comes from not being immediately good at everything I set out to do. Growth mindset helps you get past these things. Growth mindset helps you become more fully you and live a better life for you, for your children, for your friends, your family, your colleagues, your coworkers, right? Growth mindset helps you succeed in that infinite game. Growth mindset helps you to achieve greatness. So if we get out of these pits that we have where I'm just I'm 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 good where I'm at. I'm resting even though I long to be better. We get out of these pits of lying to ourselves, thinking that we are better than we are, overestimating our abilities. Alright, and it doesn't mean that you constantly doubt your abilities, right? It's a realistic view. If you're really good at something, you're really good at something. Fantastic. Admit that. Own it. And if you're not so good at something, own that too. But don't lie to yourself and say that you are good at something you aren't. Or conversely, that you're not good at something you, you are simply because you know a cultural thing of having pride is somehow sinful. Having pride in your abilities or acknowledgement of your abilities is, is somehow a negative. It's not. Be good at what you're doing. Know that you're good at what you're doing. Teach other people to be as good as you are. That way, whatever it is can endure beyond you, right? Life continues to go on. 
life continues to go on. The business will continue to exist after you've moved on to something else. But has your impact on that on that organization, on that unit, uh, in your community, has your impact built something that can endure after you've already left? And this is what growth mindset will enable you to do, enable you to build a legacy, enable you to improve a community, improve an organization, to endure, to be resilient. It also helped yourself be resilient in the face of challenge because you know a challenge is just that, just something that you're going to have to work at. Times get tough, times get hard, things happen, unforeseen circumstance, unexpected events, random failures, growth mindset to help you look back at that and, and figure out what went wrong how can you improve be purposeful in your action be deliberate in the way that you attack that challenge right we talk about the 10,000 hours one thing to remember though is that people say practice makes perfect practice doesn't make perfect practice makes permanent so if you're not being deliberate and purposeful in the actions that you're taking to better yourself and figuring out where it is you can improve and how you can get better, more efficient, more direct, then you're going to simply ingrain whatever the bad habits are. And if you're doing that from a fixed mindset where you already think you're the greatest at everything or you're this is just how I do it, well, then as you practice and you put the 10,000 hours in, then it's going to be subpar potentially. Because you're practicing, you're ingraining something that is just static, status quo, instead of looking for ways to improve. Instead of actually getting out there and looking at what it is you're doing, how you're moving, how you're thinking, what you're thinking, what's causing you to react this certain way and you're going to practice that and if it's faulty if there's flaws in the way that that is the the outcome of that movement thought process reaction then that's what's going to get ingrained and that's what's never going to change a growth mindset will help you overcome that a growth mindset will help you to look at those flaws identify them and correct them and then if you couple that with using leveraging your internal strengths leveraging your core character strengths whatever those are for you lifelong learning optimism leadership loyalty what have you you start leveraging those you start leveling up those now we're talking about reaching super saiyans, right? That chi starts radiating. You start hitting that flow state more and more. You start recognizing other areas that you can improve. You start recognizing other areas that you can involve your core competencies and your core character strengths. And you start really becoming an inspiration to those around you. And you start really leveling up those around you as well as you level up. High tides raise all ships. If we, can, if we can bring on the flood of greatness, then everyone around us will be great. At least good. Everyone around us, to include ourselves, go from that zero to infinity. On the, on the, on the timeline of, uh, of positivity, right? We're able to not only improve ourselves we're able to improve those around us if we look at challenges as, as points of growth and we look at things that come at us that that want to sort of take away success we look at those things as as challenges to overcome as opposed to simply threats to our ego so i hope you've taken some of this i hope you can reflect on some of this some of these ideas and look at yourself take an honest honest look at the way that you view challenges and the way that you view attaining new skills 
interacting with those around you, all right? Have an honest assessment. Have an honest assessment. Do you come at things from what seems to be a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? How is it that you can get better in life? All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for the listen. All right. Take care. Be well.